are the champion. The one that holds the line and finishes the mission. Everything that you want is within your grasp. You wake up in the morning ready to dominate the day. And every step taken is with purpose and integrity. Because you were not put on this planet to live a mediocre existence. You are here to conquer and make the biggest impact possible. Not only for yourself, but for your family and for your tribe. This world is a battlefield, but we will be victorious. This is the Norse mentality. What's up, guys? I hope that you are having a glorious day. Today is my 32nd birthday. And because it's my 32nd birthday, me and young Cody, Cowboy Cody, you, whatever your name young, is now. Young. Yeah, you're young. You're young. <laughs> 29. You're 29, like man. You're, you're 29. I'm 32 now, so I'm pretty much old and wise. Yeah, the 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 difference between 29 and 30 isn't a year. It's it's a decade for sure. It's a decade. I mean, I'm pretty much 100 years old at this right. point, right? Yeah. Once you cross that 30 threshold, it's just, it's over. You're, and since I am so wise now since I'm 32, we figured we would talk about different things I have learned throughout my years here on planet Earth. First thing I think is probably the biggest realization I've had throughout my life is everything is in chapters. It's like a book. And it's interesting to me how things that we do on a daily basis, things that man has kind of created out of thin air, either if it's business, business is just modern warfare that's not violent it's the same strategies as war and everything else so we took war we took all that stuff and we created business we created capitalism pretty much right then there's books books are chapters well how did man create this idea of chapters and books by looking at their life because that's what it is each we'll say 10 years probably Oh, it's every 10 years, you're turning a new chapter in your life. I actually noticed this a lot, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, after my 31st birthday. So I turned 31. I went to Iceland for, what, about two or three weeks in June. And when I came back from Iceland, everything in my life changed. You came on to Norse as an employee, which was awesome. I entered into a serious relationship for the first time in a while, a couple of years. A lot of different things started happening with Norse. We started making supplements. You know, we turned a chapter away from just clothing and fitness accessories and ventured into this whole new realm of business. Things at the gym have changed. Everything in my life changed after my 31st birthday. And when we look at life like that in regards to chapters, we can kind of not take it as seriously. My 20s, most of my 20s, especially the early part, was spent being a complete degenerate. I was drinking all the time, eating shit food, touring the country in a band, having a fun time for sure, but it was very toxic. And eventually it got the best of me. And that's when I started diving more into fitness. But if I did not live that life, that beginning chapter of my 20s, I wouldn't be who I am today. And that's what this is, is each chapter of your life builds you into this best version of yourself if you allow it to. But the idea here is that we need to be able to let go of who we used to be. Who you were in the past is not who you're going to be in the future, nor should it be. But a lot of people, they they don't realize that. They're okay, well, I've always been this way. 
that was a choice that you made. You can always change who you are in your trajectory in life. And if you look at it in regards to chapters, that's where it starts getting fun. What is the next chapter of my life going to be like? I know pretty much what I want my 30s to look like. And then once I get to 40, I really have no idea. And that's very exciting to me because I know that by the time I'm 39, I'll have a completely different idea of what that is. So I would say that's probably the first takeaway there is viewing life as if it's chapters of a book. And you can write that book. And that's the exciting part. What do I want my life to look like? Who do I want to be? What character do I want to evolve into? And every story has a hero. You are the hero of your story if you allow yourself to be. The people that you surround yourself with, they're the characters in this book that you're creating. And this is fascinating to me going back to this is just an idea that man came to by looking at their life. And when we started writing and everything else, that's what it turned into, chapters. But yeah, I'd say, I'd say that was probably the biggest part, for sure. I like that you brought up the chapters being almost a decade long. That's a good time frame because if you, if you think about it, like zero to 10, you're just kind of along for the ride. Whatever environment you're born into, you're just kind of at that environment's mercy. 10 to 20 can be the same way. But you're you're becoming more aware. You're becoming more conscious. You can you can rationalize and make your own decisions. And then I, me being in my later twenties and you know living life a little differently in my early twenties. Your twenties are nothing but a trial period. But I think a lot of people harp on, um, you know, having some kind of set lifestyle goal that they've envisioned from either their early childhood or something that they have thought about in the past where they maybe need to be married with a family in like a stable career job by the time they're a certain age. And we've talked about this in the past and you've mentioned that that transition from your twenties into your thirties can be a big shell shock for some people. And I think that's one of the main reasons that it is. It's they set these timeline expectations for themselves, And if they don't hit that mark by the time they're 30, that that's kind of it for them. They, yeah, they consider themselves a failure. Right. You know, if they don't have the family, if they don't have the ideal job, if they're not a millionaire, if they don't have this house living in this neighborhood, if they don't drive this car, it's all these expectations that society set. And I fell into that for sure. I had Genevieve when I was 25. And the reason I had Genevieve when I was 25 is because when I was around 10, 11, 12, I decided on that number, I'm going to have a kid when I'm 25. I made that decision at a very young age, which means that I've always valued family. I've always wanted that family. I've always wanted kids for as long as I can remember. It definitely wasn't one of those things where I was in my 20s and I was like, I don't know if I want kids. We'll see what happens. Like, no, like 25, I'm going to have a kid. And I'm not going to say that was bad because in my situation, it was the best thing to happen to me because I wouldn't be where I am today if I didn't have Genevieve as my ultimate driver. When I wake up in the morning, that is the first thought in my head. I need to catapult out of bed and get to work to create the best life possible, not only for myself, but for my daughter. I don't know if that would have necessarily happened if I didn't have a kid at 25, because that's also the time that I started Norse. So I stopped playing music around 24. And then 
25, I started the idea of Norse. And then whenever Genevieve came along in 2016, I knew right then and there, I was like, I want to be self-employed. I have Norse. It's kind of just whatever. I was actually applying it like manufacturing companies and stuff like that where I would be working for someone else. But then whenever Genevieve came along, it was like, no, like I want to work for myself. I want to prove to this little girl that whatever you want in life, you can get. And for me, that was being self-employed, building an empire, and then having that to show her later on, it being a prime example. Now, I'm not saying that's everyone's case. You know, look at Jacob Davis. Jacob, at the age of 22, started a very successful supplement store. And it took off. Like, he didn't need that driver. I think I did. I don't know if Norse would still be around if it wasn't for Genevieve. So with that being said, that was an idea that I put in my head at a very young age, and it was because of society. It worked out for me, but it it could have not as well. Um, I'm fortunate that it did, but I, you know, I could have had a kid at 25, and it could have got the best of me, and Norse could have never been a thing. You know, I could have been like, well, no, I need to do what society says and not take risks. I need to go get a stable job with security because I have a kid. You know, I could have viewed it that way. I'm happy I didn't, but it was definitely, it could have taken a different path. And because that's nerve wracking. Okay. I just had this little girl because this is the way it happened, man. 2016, October, 2016, Genevieve was born. February of 2017, I quit my job and went full in on Norse. June of 2017, I had this ballsy idea to open up a gym while only being self-employed and only really taking North seriously for about six months. That was huge. Luckily, it worked out and it didn't crash and burn and me and my kid weren't living on a street on the streets, but like that could have happened. But yeah, I mean, going back to what you were saying about like society's expectations, you know, if I didn't have a kid at 25, I probably would have considered myself a failure. Whenever I got to 29... I went through this breakup. I've talked about it a little bit on the podcast, but 29 was a very, very rough year for me. All of my, all of that full year from 29 to 30 was the hardest year of my entire life because of what I was dealing with on the inside. And the reason for that, I didn't know it at the time. It wasn't necessarily because of that breakup, but it was because I didn't have the family that I always wanted. And it destroyed me. It absolutely ruined me. I didn't realize it. I just knew that was completely fucked up. I couldn't function. I remember washing my dishes one day, man. I was staring out the window. And I just I just started having a meltdown. I was like, fuck. I need to go upstairs. I didn't even make it upstairs. I fell down on my living room floor, curled up in a ball, and just started fucking crying for like three hours. And I remember thinking at that time, because it had been like six months, which is funny because I turned 29 on May 8th. And then about three weeks later, all of this shit happened to me. So now we're in December. I had not felt happiness or any sense of joy since prior to May. And I remember laying there on my living room floor, curled up in a ball, thinking to myself, what if I'm never happy again? What if I never experienced joy? Because that had became the new normal. And then about a year later, once I crawled out of that hole, I realized that's what it was. Is It's not that I went through the breakup 
those things happen. It's the fact that I had an expectation in my head that this is how my life needs to look at this age. And I didn't have it. Yes, I had the little girl. I had the daughter. I had a kid. But I had a broken house. I didn't have the family. The family that I was told I needed to have. And if I didn't have, I was a failure. Almost as if you let that younger version of yourself down. I I did, man. And we've talked about that on the podcast pretty much every episode is depression is usually a result of not living up to your expectations and letting yourself down. So that's why if someone starts going to the gym, I'm going to start going to the gym. They make that decision usually around New Year's, which is great, whatever. They make that decision. I'm. This is the year. This is the year that I'm going to get into shape. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do this. Amazing. They last about two months and they fall out of it. Then they spend the rest of that year hating themselves. And the reason they hate themselves is because they made a promise to themselves that they did not keep. Yes, we should make promises to our friends, our family, whatever promises we make to other people, we need to stick up to our word. We need to make sure that we do what we say we're going to do. But that is so important when it comes to yourself most of the time. But that's why we need to evaluate these decisions that we're making. Is this really what I want? And then if you don't get it, being okay with that and kind of realizing that maybe it's out of your control. And that was another turning point for me too. That was a lesson. I used to not believe in, I, I, I was not spiritual at all. That's the best way I can put it. I'm still not necessarily religious. I don't, I don't like organized religion for myself. I have no issues with it with other people. I think it's a very good thing for a lot of people. It allows them, it gives them what they need to live the best life possible. And whatever tools you need to do that, great. For me, it's not my thing. But around 29, when I was going through all that shit, I realized that I did not have control as much as I thought I did. Up until 29, I was like, whatever I want, I'll make fucking happen. Nothing can stop me, right? Like I remember telling my dad this Easter (laughs) right before my birthday. We were talking about it, and my dad was talking about fate or whatever, and I was like, I don't believe in that shit. I was like, I decide what I want. I go out there and I get it, which is true to a certain extent. But at the same time, you don't have full control. A lot of things are not going to work out how you thought they were. And you need to take a step back and be like, this is for the best. And in my situation, everything that has happened to me that I consider bad at the moment was the best thing to happen to me. And that's another realization that I've had throughout the years is everything is a blessing. Life is happening for me, not to me. And whenever you can change your perspective to that, where life is happening for me, not to me, you remove yourself from the victim mindset. And you also just get very excited about life. Every morning you wake up and you go, I wonder what's going to happen today. I have no fucking idea. It might go this way, or maybe it'll just go off in this way, or maybe something really bad is going to happen today that might really fuck me up. But now whenever something fucks me up, it's easier to get past because I'm just like, you know what? This was probably supposed to happen, and it's in my best interest. Let's talk about trying to control everything real quick because you and I have had this conversation beside a campfire a lot. A lot. So 
what I've seen, and I know you stand in the same way because, like I said, we've talked about this plenty. You control what you can control, which is the basis of stoicism. But the more you have your hands in something, the almost things don't flow like they should naturally. But that balance is there. Like you have to have your hands in it just enough to take action and make it happen. But you can't take your hands too far out of it to where there is no action taking place. Because if there's no action taking place, you might get, you might get what you want, but it's going to take 40, 50 years. And the reason for that, I think, is because you haven't developed into the person that can live that life yet. A lot of people, I want to make a million dollars. Okay, cool. That's a good goal to shoot for. For no other reason than money allows you to have freedom. And it buys you security. It buys you security and allows you to do whatever the fuck you want. That's just the world that we live in. And the more money that you have, the more shit you can do, the better life, the better food you can eat, the better, the more places you can go, the better opportunities you can provide to your friends and family. Money is not a bad thing. It's when we're working towards money because we're competing against what other people have in their lives. Or for a materialistic sense. Right, because this person has this car, so I also want this really expensive car. Yeah. And really, like, that's another thing that you need to sit back on. Why do I want to make a bunch of money? You may not want to make a bunch of money. Like, you may not want a lot of things, which is absolutely amazing. Like, there's nothing wrong with that. I, on the other hand, have accepted the fact over the years I am a very ambitious person. I feel best when I am just chasing huge goals. I also want the absolute best for everyone in my environment. All my friends, my family, I want to be able to provide them as I want to be able to provide for them as well. You know, like we're going over to Europe this summer. I plan on taking you to Iceland. That's huge for me. It's huge for me. I'm taking my daughter to Iceland and Sweden. I'm taking my girlfriend with us as well. Like that would not happen if I wasn't an ambitious person. But at the same time, when it comes to that, you can't take too much action. And because of that, you're hindering the progress. So it goes back to what you were saying about balancing it. That is the hardest part there is living in flow, which is huge. You know, Bruce Lee and shit used to talk about that all the time. It's it's a very important aspect of life that we need to accept you need to be able to flow with life. But at the same time, you can't flow with life to the point where you aren't taking action because if you aren't taking action, then you aren't improving yourself. And if you aren't improving yourself, then you're never going to acquire the life that you want because you are not the person that can live that life yet. And when we look at even our relationships, I want this type of partner. Well, the best way to get that partner is to become the person that you want that you want to be with. Like with me and Felicia, I consider myself a very lucky guy. There's no way that I would have been able to lock down someone as amazing as her five years ago because I was not that person yet. I was not the man that I needed to be in that situation. Norse can never grow to where I want it to be if me, you, and the rest of our team are not constantly evolving ourselves as well. That way, when this company does get to that point, we're able to manage it because I've seen it crash and burn like that. And I'll use this as a prime example to really kind of get my point across. I know some entrepreneurs that just grinded hard as hell. They did everything that they possibly could have 
20 hour days, which I've been there too. But like they they hit that million pretty quickly. But because they weren't prepared for it, they didn't have enough knowledge yet. They weren't the person that could manage a million dollar company. That company crashed and burned almost immediately compared to, okay, we hit a million dollars in five to seven years. That's a pretty healthy rate for a business. Well, by the time you get to that seven-year mark and you might be approaching seven figures, you've acquired all these skills along the way that allows that company to sustain that million-dollar mark. Now, you're going to have all these other obstacles that you need to overcome to continue growing. But if you just if you put in just the right amount of effort and you allow things to unfold as they're supposed to, you're going to experience a lot less setbacks and a lot of times defeat as well. Things are also going to get exponentially easier for you. They do get very much easier. And the reason that they get easier is because you are leveling up. And that leads me to probably, we never plan any of this out, by the way. This is just a conversation. Yeah, you talk about like, should we we like write down some like key points? I was like, no, I don't give a shit. We're just going to talk. But something that I've really been focusing on the past six months is setting future me up for success. That is my biggest motivator in life. Every action that I take in the present moment sets future me up for success. If I eat like shit for weeks on end, that's not setting future me up for success. What is my motivation to eat right, to eat healthy foods? That way, 60-year-old Andy is in good shape. He's living his best life when he's 60. Getting up to put in the work, to work on the business, same thing. I want to make sure that me and my family are financially taken care of 20 years from now. When it comes to working out, same thing. Like Maybe I don't want to go to the gym. Well, I need to. That way, 80-year-old Andy isn't decrepit and he's still getting after it. Like He's still being able to go hiking. He's, he's able to play with his grandkids. It's important to live in the present moment as much as you can, for sure. But at the same time, if we are not future-oriented, if we're not thinking in the future and we're just constantly living in the present moment, it's very easy to fall into the trap of mediocrity because you're like, well, who really cares? I don't need this right now. I mean, yeah, right now you can eat like shit. You can drink every night. You can do all of these different things. You can have multiple partners. You can do all of this shit, and that's completely okay, but it will catch up to you, and I don't want it to catch up to me. I want to see how long I can ride this train to the best of my ability. So setting future you up for success is probably the most important thing when it comes to self-development and creating this life that you want for yourself, creating the book. What do I want the next chapter to look like? What do I want my 40s to look like? We have to think about these things. And then we need to make sure that our actions in the present moment leads to that lead to that result. I've been focusing on something pretty similar uh, the past couple months. And what it was, it was a reflection on a lot of my upbringing and seeing people around me be in their 40s or earlier, mid-30s, whatever number you want to put on it. And they've never changed. They haven't changed since they were 20 years old. They've been the same person. 
for the past 15, 20 years and nothing has changed. And then they get to their 40s and 50s and it all hits them at once. And that's, I think, a big stem of midlife crisis where they haven't accomplished anything and they're 45 years old, halfway done with their life. And they're like, oh, shit, like this is my new starting point, which is great that you start then. But if you look at it from the point of setting future you up for success, I want my life to be as long lasting and healthy as possible. Yeah. There, there is a such thing as it's never too late to start. Yeah, if, you're, if you've been living a sedentary lifestyle and you're 50 years old, it's a good idea to probably get that in check, you know, so you can enjoy your later years. But the earlier you do that with anything, the better off it's going to be later on down the road. And the easier. Yeah. And the easier it's going to be because when you're 50, especially as a man, when you're 50 and you're overweight and you decide that you want to lose all this extra weight, it's going to be a lot harder than when you're in your 20s and 30s. Your body does not operate how it do, how it does in its older years compared to its younger and years. And it's around year. 30 that we start declining. Yeah, I mean, that's... I've worked in healthcare long enough that I've seen people not take care of themselves. And in their 30s, that is... They're on their deathbed. Well, that's and that it. is frightening. And I've seen a lot of family members and just people <clears throat> that I knew and stuff growing up. People are starting to die from health issues, people that I went to school with. And that's kind of a realization too, is like, okay, like I think I'm doing good right now, but can I do better? Because I don't want this. Like, like you said, I want to live as long as possible and be as functional and healthy as possible. And the only way that happens is by putting future me as a top priority. Nothing motivates me more than seeing um, older people in their 60s and 70s out hiking in the gym in really good shape because when I what I grew up around that was very rare so that's the thing is it, it's so impressive and I agree it's the most impressive thing to me as well but the reason it's so impressive is because it's so rare if we saw it all the time we wouldn't think it's that impressive we'd be like okay well, like this is just how things are but it's so rare I would say probably one percent of the population in their later years are just absolute studs like they have their shit together they're running marathons but when you do get that little gemstone that is the most inspiring thing because it gives hope. It gives hope that I can also be this way. And why couldn't you? And going back to what you were saying about how people don't change or how people do change, right? Like maybe they hit 40, 50 and they're like, oh, I need to get my shit together. The unfortunate part of that as well is yes, some people will. Some people will will get their shit in check. But I would say 98% of people just accept it as well. It's, our, it's too late now. I fucking hate hearing that. It's too late now. It's not too late now. You're still breathing. And if you're still breathing, that means that you can keep fighting. That means you can keep climbing. You can keep climbing until you take your last breath. It doesn't matter. You can always continue moving forward. You can always change the trajectory of your life. You have control of that. But just accepting this is how I am now, it's a cop-out. You don't want to put in the work. And because you don't want to put in the work, future you is going to suffer. And I think a large part to do with that is because people don't love themselves. They hate themselves. Or they cover it up with, uh, they say they do and they don't actually live that they love themselves. No, if you love yourself, you put yourself as a top priority. You take care of yourself. You exercise. You eat right. You read. You take time to be, which is my hardest part. I'm a very busy dude. I love, I'm addicted 
to stress and being busy. I'm not saying it's a good thing. I'm trying to work on it, guys. But it is. Like, I'm I'm addicted to stress. If I am not stressed out to some certain extent, I start to decline mentally. It's a very weird thing. And I hate that it's that way. But, like, if I don't have some sort of stress going on in my life, I, I start feeling very uneasy. Like I said, I'm working on it. I understand that's not the best way to live. Maybe 40-year-old Andy will have that figured out. <laughs> right? But... That is that that's probably the most important thing that someone can realize is that your actions in the present moment dictate where you're going to be in the future. And it comes down to the smallest things. It's putting in at least 1% every day to get better. That compounds over time. And when it compounds over time, your life five years from now, 10 years from now, will be so amazing. It's because you put in a little bit of work now. I'm not talking about going absolutely overboard. That depends on the individual. But just putting in a little bit of effort every day. And that's another realization is compounding effect. It's just like with a bank account, stock market, anything like that. It compounds over time. The more that it compounds, the more money you have in the stock market, or in a Roth IRA or whatever it is, the more money you put in there, the more effort you put in, the more that compounds, it just it just starts to grow. And then eventually it gets to a point where it just blows up. That is the exact same when it comes to personal development. It's reading 10, 20 pages a day. It's listening to audible books on your downtime instead of listening to music in the car. I'm not saying all the time, but like, why not? Maybe he's listening to this podcast or other podcasts that are focused around self-improvement. It's exercising. It's getting in your movements in. It's making sure that you're eating the right foods. Like These are all very basic fucking things that we neglect. And it's sad that doing the right thing is the hard thing in modern society. Like getting sunlight. We have people like Huberman that literally have to tell people As soon as you wake up, go out and get 10 to 20 minutes of sunlight. It's extremely beneficial. Well, do you know why it's extremely fucking beneficial? It's because since the dawn of time, when the sun comes up, we're supposed to fucking see it. That dictates our entire day. But we have to have a a scientist with a huge mass of following to say, hey, guys, it's important to view the sun when you wake up. It's important to drink water. It's important to eat natural foods. It's important to move your body. And people are like, oh, I never thought about it like this. What do you mean you've never fucking thought about it like this? This is how it's supposed to be. But it's the hard thing. But it doesn't have to be hard. It will be hard in the beginning. And the reason that's hard is because of modern culture. Modern culture tries to tell you that this shit isn't important. It wants you to remain weak. It wants you to be sedentary. It wants you to just be It just wants you to fucking exist. Controllable. It wants you to be controllable. Because if you were weak, you were controllable. The best act of rebellion in the modern age is self-improvement. And I believe that beyond anything else, if you really just want to get back at society, like you hate the world around you, the best thing that you can do is to be the best version of yourself. Because nothing pisses them off more. And that is the best feeling. Even if you're a young kid, let's talk about that. Because we do have a lot of young kids listening to the podcast, which is great. 
with that being said, there are a few things that I wish I would have done differently. I don't regret anything I've done in the past, even during my whole degenerate stage and all that shit. I'm glad that all that happened. I do wish that I took reading more seriously. That's the only thing. I wish I would have got obsessed with reading sooner. And it's because of that compounding effect. If I would have focused on reading more in high school, it was always something that I wanted to do more. I just didn't have the discipline to do so. If I would have started reading sooner, my life would be even easier right now. It's like what you were saying. The more effort you put in now, the easier things will be later on. And that's how reading is. Whenever you take the time to just read a little bit every day, you gain a little bit more knowledge that's going to set you up for success in the future, your life will get easier. And if you can start doing that in your early 20s, great. Like I see a lot of dudes working out, a lot of younger people in general. Like they're really taking their health seriously, which is absolutely amazing. I would say now more young people are taking their health seriously than throughout the past 100 years. Would you agree? I think they've seen what happens if you don't. It's also becoming trendy, which is cool. Like health is becoming trendy, which is absolutely amazing. That's like the one trend that I'm I'm on board with. Obviously, like I own a fitness company. But more young people are starting to take their health seriously. They're, they're working out. They're doing all this stuff. Great. There's another aspect to this that we also need to take seriously. And that's mental training. If not more importantly than physical. It is. Yeah. Right? Like physical training is just kind of maintaining the body. That's what, that's what physical training is. We're maintaining what we got. We're improving a little bit, but it takes so long for physical things to compound and to really build into something like building muscle is building like significant muscle over time is a very difficult thing to do. Gaining weight is super easy. Losing that weight, super hard. But when you read 10 pages of a book, 20 minutes later, you have a lot more knowledge than you had previously. Especially if it's a book that is driven towards self-improvement. And that's what I would recommend too. Is Any like, kind of like factual information or like how can you improve yourself depending on what you're reading, not like fiction books or something, with which is fine to read. Yeah. It, it gets you in the habit of reading. But we're talking like meat and potatoes of information, how to make yourself better and how to actually obtain a better life, not some – fairy tale story that's written which is fine if you want to read those things like there's nothing wrong with that no. but if that's the majority of your consumption the reading we're talking about is something that you gain knowledge you gain perspective and you can actually apply that to your life so nothing changes your perspective more than reading and there's multiple people that have kind of influenced my thoughts around that naval has a great quote about it and i'm going to butcher this but it's along the lines of read whatever you want until you learn to love to read. And what that means is like, if you need to read fantasy type books in order to learn how to love to read, then great, do that. But eventually it does need to transfer over to self-improvement. And sometimes just like a, just, you know, a fiction type book is great. But eventually like we need to be reading things that are moving us forward to create the life that we want. And then Jack Donovan friend of mine, he's written a few books like The Way of Men, which I would definitely recommend anyone read that's listening to the podcast. But he posted something yesterday, I think. And it was on, along the lines of, there's no better way to upload your consciousness than through writing a book. And that was a very interesting idea to me because it's true too. Now, I'm not saying go out and write a book. Like, 
that's not what I'm saying. But what what I am saying is that when we read a book, we are getting directly in, inside someone else's head that has been there, done that. What they have learned, their perspectives on life, their morals and values, all these things are readily available, especially in the modern age, for us to gain wisdom from. And with that wisdom and knowledge, we can use it to our advantage to create the life that we want. So for anyone listening, get obsessed with reading just a little bit. Every day will will make the biggest impact on your life. And this isn't one of those things that's like, well, I'll get started tomorrow. Get started today. Go grab a damn book and just start reading a little bit, even if it's five minutes. And then next week, set a goal for 10 minutes. Week after that, set a goal for 15 minutes. But the idea here is to do it. It's like any habit, any good habit that you want to develop for yourself. If it's eating right, exercising, reading, writing, whatever, you need to put in the reps. The more reps that you put in for a longer period of time on a consistent basis will lead to an identity shift. It will also build discipline. And then 30, 60, 90 days, which is not a long time, you will be a different person. Right now, I am 100% dialed in with everything. This is the first time in a while that I have been. Every aspect of my life, I am full throttle. And I have forgotten how good this feels. When you live a healthy lifestyle and you take care of your body and mind, there is no better feeling. Nothing lights a fire underneath your ass more than just being completely dialed in. Is it a chore? Is it a hassle at times? Fuck yes, it is. But the way that I feel after about a week or two of eating right, exercising, reading, meditating, getting out into nature, all of these different things is what lights that fire underneath my ass to pursue life at full force. And then because you're taking care of your body, mind, and spirit, everything's going to get easier as well. You become aligned with yourself. You become aligned with your true self, for sure. Even my thoughts, man, like coming up, being creative lately has been difficult, which I was worried about for a little bit. I'm like, I'm not thinking of like any new ideas, even like thought-provoking ideas. Like the podcast has been very difficult for me lately because a lot of this is just like thought-provoking ideas. It's been difficult for me lately because I haven't had a lot of thought-provoking ideas until recently. Now, my mind is constantly going. I have this constant thread in my phone of just ideas that are popping up into my head. And it's been a long time since that happened. I contribute all of that to getting dialed in throughout the day, physically, mentally, spiritually. But yeah, I think that's where we're going to wrap this up. And since today is my birthday and I'm feeling feeling good, and you listened to this entire episode, which we appreciate you doing, we're going to give everyone 32% off that listens to this podcast. Use the code NORSEDADDY for 32% off the Norse Fitness website. We have clothing, we have fitness accessories, we have supplements, all that good stuff. Let's go to norsefitness.co. Use the code NORSEDADDY to get 32% off. And as always, thank you guys so much for all your support. I know that means the world to me. I know it does to Cody as well. And we'll talk to you guys soon. Yeah.
Thank you for listening to another episode of The Norse Mentality. This podcast is a byproduct of Norse Fitness. We make clothing, fitness accessories, supplements, and other tools to help you reach your true potential. You can check it out at norsefitness.co. And if you found this episode beneficial, please share it with a friend. That way we can continue to make a bigger impact and change the world. Thank you for your support. We'll talk to you soon.